0: You're wrong. the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt.
1: Happy President's... It's President's Day. Yes. President's President's Day Day weekend. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Another early morning recording for us since we had the day off and thought, what else to do with our holiday than just record? P.S. You're wrong.
1: I know. We're so (laughs) lame. We should be like on a ski trip or something somewhere. But No. I'm here at my bedroom at 11 a.m. recording this oh, podcast. Yeah. We didn't get any reviews this week, Shelby, which is a bummer. Sure. But we did receive an email from my mother. So I figured <laughs> I would read that on the podcast. Just yes, because she's please. She's shouting you out. She's not, she's not talking about Rob, which is, you know, her favorite yeah. of the co-hosts here. But
0: okay. she's, she's
1: excited nonetheless. She says, Hi, Shelby and Matthew, I am listening to your 2019 filmmaking podcast. And I just wanted to say I agreed with Shelby that Cold Pursuit was a fascinating movie. (gasps) I remember telling you, Matthew, how interesting it was when (laughs) Dad and I saw it last year. It was so cleverly constructed and honestly thrilling to watch. Maybe this is why you didn't want to see it, because we liked it. Good call, though, Shelby. As always, it is fun to listen to you both.
0: (laughs) Wow, look at that. You're ignoring your mother's recommendations too. <laughs> so rude.
1: Little did I know that you were galvanizing a cold pursuit army. I'm not here for
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's a good movie and honestly, you've made me sit through some pretty bad movies, so it's as happy you. you can do. <laughs> But we're excited because next week is our long-awaited mailbag episode. So, for any of you with any last-minute questions, concerns, you can send us an email at psyourrong at com, and we'll re- read and answer your questions on air. Or you can DM us on any of our social media accounts. We're at psyourrong on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and um, I guess that's that's the main three. So... <laughs>
1: And if you want to be really awesome, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, which helps more people find us and us rise in the search, you know, results and rankings. So if you did that, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, but yeah. should we get into the news of the week, Shelby?
0: Oh, yeah, I'm excited.
1: Uh, do you want to go first?
0: Uh, yeah. So this story really just made my whole week. Um, Justin Bieber has released a new album. It's uh, He's been pretty thirsty for uh tension and praise with it obviously we talked about his yummy single and how he was teaching his fans how to like use vpns to, to up his numbers a little but the funniest thing happened a couple different like musical celebrities posted about his album like on instagram and one of them was charlie pooth who um wrote this caption that was like oh i don't usually do this but like oh yeah yeah yeah, blah 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 so good such a good album like he's praising the sound Justin Bieber the production but then at the end of the caption he wrote Justin you asked me if I'd be okay posting this but I was going to do it anyway which is just (laughs) amazing because it obviously implies that Justin Bieber was going around asking his friends to hype his album which maybe isn't that like you know, rare or whatever to do. But the fact that Charlie thought like he should mention this either means he's the most clueless guy on earth, or he secretly hates Justin a little bit. And so it was quickly changed. Like he edited the post. So it just said like, Justin, congrats on your album, your first album in four years. But like the damage has been done. I think it just paints this sad picture of Justin (laughs) right now begging his friends to hype up this album that hasn't been doing like that well critically. Obviously, he has a huge fan base. It's his first album in four years. Like I think it's headed for a number one, but he still felt the need to kind of get these uh, hype guys out there. And um, this one blew up in his face because it just showed his (laughs) whole... (laughs) Just revealed it all to every listener and every reader of both musicians. So, if I had an
1: album come out, Shelby, would you, unprompted by (laughs) me, post about it on your Instagram, or would I have to beg you?
0: (laughs) Well, what's funny is I feel like a story is a more natural place you know like i would do a story for you definitely i would be like oh so proud of my co-host doing <laughs> something useful with his time um <laughs> but to ask me to interrupt my curated feed on my own personal instagram account that's like a big ask
1: i mean but th- that's what charlie's doing for justin <laughs> that's you know what
0: charlie did is just shaded him perfectly
1: i listen to this album like several times yesterday because no, I was doing I work and I will say this uh... can I differentiate <laughs> any song off this album from any other song no they all sound very similar <laughs> but the vibe of the album I am into I <laughs> I like it's a good album to just kind of like put on and like have it in the background because it's it's all good but it's not like that distracting which I don't Uh, think is a very good review of the album, but (laughs) I liked it. I'll say that.
0: You know, it's better than most reviews, so you're upping his critic score by a little bit. Congratulations.
1: Because, you know, sometimes, like, there's... There's some artists who I just love their albums because it's like the whole album is enjoyable. I don't have to skip yeah. anything. And if I'm like doing work or whatever, I can put <laughs> it on and it's and it's great. Then there's other people's albums that like have some songs that are really good. And so you're kind of distracted by those. And then other songs you hate. So you're kind of distracted by those. And it's just like not an enjoyable Like listening experience on that front. Yeah. So I'm glad that Justin's album is not that because this (laughs) means that now I might listen to this album a lot. And so then it will get bumped up in my Spotify algorithm and be put on my top five (laughs) at the end of the year. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this year I'm bound and determined to listen to a lot more music so that I don't get saddled (laughs) with the Taylor Swift top artist again. Justin
0: Bieber's like. Sad new album, trying to convince the world that he loves his wife like that much better, I would say yes, but
1: for your for your brand <laughs> yes. yes, for my brand, <laughs> it's better,
0: yeah, well, Justin Bieber has been keeping careful watch of who says what about his album because he's he's um been tracking like different radio celebrities, and one time while she was criticizing it on like live radio. He DM'd her and she saw it on air, and he just was like, I, "You know, too bad you didn't like it." Like he's clearly like watching very closely, so maybe you'll get recognized by the Biebs.
1: Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> I want a Justin Bieber DM. Please yeah. message me. I'll fly to LA. We can hang out. Go to your no, weird church. Yeah, eat, eat chicken fingers. I want. I you know you love those like magazine. Um, you know like interviews with different famous like profiles people. yeah yes profiles which i like don't ever read because i find them all like very are mesmerizing samey yeah. samey because they're always like, Kate Hudson sits across from me. She's wearing yeah. a bright green blouse and has a green juice in front of her. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like, it's always like a she restaurant description toast. and what yeah. they're wearing. Yes. And then a long section of all of the things that that person has ever done, which we already know. And then like three quotes by that person. But I remember reading one that was from, that was about Justin Bieber that talked about how he was sitting at a restaurant and ordered the fanciest chicken tenders the person had ever seen. And I was like, <laughs> I'm I'm in I'm in with Justin <laughs> like, now. If I wasn't b- a believer before, I am now. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who's in on fancy chicken fingers is a place I want to uh, be.
0: Oh, well, I hope that bromance flourishes.
1: You know, it, it will. Him, me, Scooter Braun, we're all going to hang out. It's going to be great. <laughs> um. Okay, I have another story. The Stranger Things season four trailer dropped on Valentine's yes. Day. Which was a wild experience, I think, for the fandom and a quite honestly baffling PR move. Um mm. I'm assuming you saw this as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, So the
1: It's like a teaser trailer for season four. It was posted on Instagram. The caption was from Russia with love. So it's like a Valentine's Day theme, I guess, sort of. And it's like snowy barren russia work camp it, the shot is like kind of from above and then it gets closer and closer here's all these people working they're all bundled up whatever we come up on the back of a figure and the person like takes his hat out turns around <gasps> it's hopper which <laughs> is crazy because the big cliffhanger at the end of season three is like, oh, Hopper is dead. And then separately, oh, there's somebody in one of these like Russian work camps. Uh And everybody had speculated like, is it Hopper? Is Hopper actually dead? Is it maybe one of the, is it like the Papa figure who's in the work camp? Like there's lots of options for who could be there. And then is Hopper dead? Like those are the two big cliffhangers at the end of the season. So to answer them both, (laughs) in a teaser trailer and then not even to say when the release date of the next season is is just crazy to me because I would think that you would want to keep that information there's lots of other things you could put in a teaser trailer that would have people interested you know what like the buyer's family moves away at the end of the third season. Like, you could easily have something with that. You could do something with Eleven. Like, there's so many options. And I'm shocked that they went with, like, the biggest spoiler that they had.
0: You know, what does it mean for the rest of the season? Like, that this doesn't even matter. That they can just, like, throw it out there so casually. So, like... Clearly, it wasn't like that big a deal to them that they were willing to just throw that out there. And it wasn't like a real spoiler because I think 99% of people who watch Stranger Things knew he wasn't dead like he couldn't be. And so it was more validation of that theory. So it kind of made me think, wow, like there must be some bigger twists and turns and thematic journeys for this season than just is Hopper can we find Hopper? Because it's like, they're like, yeah, we don't care about this detail. Here you go. Well, the only thing that
1: I had thought was that maybe if they are pretending that Hopper is dead, then they have to go through the whole rigmarole of like, Trying to hide him on set Or like not having him be a press junk It's whatever (laughs) you know that kind of thing And I wondered if maybe they're just like Okay he's gonna be back like it's not Everybody's on to us it's not worth it Let's just release this show that he's around And then we don't have to deal with the like Right he's not <laughs> on the cast anymore <laughs> like all that stuff that they did with Jon Snow funny. in the season where they thought he was dead and I was like surprised he didn't yeah. what I'm more intrigued by is so this trailer drops Valentine's Day 2020 mm. the last season aired July 2019 but I was looking at like the release schedule that they have so it was July 2016 October 2017 July 2019 so if it follows that schedule then that means that this season should drop sometime in the fall of this year. I have speculated that maybe this would be a Christmas themed season yeah. and that it would come <laughs> out that they would drop it then or Thanksgiving. I think they want it because it's bingy. They want to drop it at a holiday where mm-hmm. people are going to be like have more time to watch it and talk about it. And I think that this is also a good sign because it means that they've done whatever, like, Russia shoots that they have. You know, like, they're already shooting, and they're shooting it on location. So I'm hoping this means that we're getting Stranger Things, like, later this year. think they're
0: shooting on location in Russia?
1: Well, not on location, but they went somewhere that was snowy, and they dragged a lot of people there in fur coats. Right, so, right, I mean, right. they're, like, doing shoots. They're, this isn't, this isn't, like... When they released the season two trailer on the during like the Super Bowl and it was very clearly like all, you know, green. Right. it was like them on bikes. And, a green, right. you know, it was like, <laughs> OK, you could shoot this in like two minutes in an afternoon and then not shoot yeah. anything else for six years and be fine. Where this mm-hmm, feels like mm-hmm. it is part of the show, you know, like yeah. why are you dragging people out there to the snow if you're not shooting those Russia <laughs> scenes.
0: Right. So you're hopeful it'll come out this year yes yes That's you're just saying. you're you're <laughs> manifesting that into the yes, universe that into the yeah
1: 2020 is going to be a big year for me stranger things season four and Justin Bieber <laughs> and I are getting fancy chicken fingers look out yeah. world
0: dreams come true um my celebrity crush news uh Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas are expecting their first child which I think I'm not really a Joe bro fan Well, maybe well maybe <laughs> it's been unconfirmed they, by them but confirmed by every major news source so that's but usually like, a good why, tell
1: but like why would they release this news this way
0: like um, this feels like the
1: stupidest thing
0: <laughs> well because maybe they don't want to like bother with it maybe it just like celebrity news leaks from from verifiable sources like you know what I mean? Like, we all knew the Kardashians were all pregnant, even though Chloe and Kylie barely refused to acknowledge the truth. Well,
1: they were doing that weird, like, secret pregnancy thing. But <laughs> yeah. Sophie Turner doesn't strike me as a person who's <laughs> going to do, like, a secret private pregnancy. I mean, her and Joe Jonas are on Instagram, like, every two seconds. I'm just <laughs> shocked that they didn't use this as a moment to do some kind of, like, viral something just like a sponsored
0: post they're like
1: <laughs> well a sponsored post or just like any kind of instagram post because you know that's going to get a lot of likes and a lot of traction And instead to have like it be trickling out on just jared and e-news <laughs> that feels like such a bad look
0: well maybe they don't care about associating their happy news with clicks and Like Shelby
1: (laughs) Shelby this coming from the same family that had like six weddings for Priyanka Chopra and uh, (laughs) but it's a different couple. This is the couple
0: that got married in Vegas, you know, and just invited whoever was at the music awards that night. This is the I cool Jonas Brothers, you know. Mm, this is the chill. I'm skeptical. The, the only thing couple. I can think
1: is that they have some real big, crazy thing planned. You know that like they I have a People magazine so. like spread or something that's well, coming out of like yeah, ultrasound maybe. pictures, and so they're yeah. like, okay, well we're waiting till that. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I mean that's the thing. Is it? It could be they're waiting to announce, and this just got leaked, but. It still feels like enough news sites covered it, but, and it wasn't just like okay magazine that it feels like it's real news. So I'm running with it as truth.
1: Okay. I <laughs> I mean, I think it's I think it's real, but I'm just confused as to what their <laughs> angle is on this cuz it feels to me like So, if
0: you were making a pregnancy announcement, what would you do like a whole gender reveal like Instagram moment, like an IGTV like Short, I don't know if I would
1: do a gender (laughs) reveal because those are kind of. but like remember okay the obvious answer here is remember when beyonce was performing at whatever that award show was and she had that blazer and then she unbuttons the blazer and like you know rubs her stomach or or the iconic beyonce pregnancy yeah all the flowers behind her like like that is clearly beyonce that is beyonce's
0: brand that is like the showy like but like drama
1: it's not like these are reclusive people. You know, it's I not mean, like their this is Joe Pesci pretty, like... posting. <laughs> no, I'm going to Sophie Turn. I was there earlier. They're because not I was that like special. Like Sophie is story. a very
0: basic grammar, you know? Like, she like posts every like, now and then. She posted... It's like not a great curated feed. It's just Random stuff, right? But like, why isn't she? But
1: Joe (laughs) has lots of stuff. Like he's he's like TikTok thirsty. They're on TikTok. (laughs) I mean, he's got all kinds of weird stuff on his feet He has a
0: okay
1: video (laughs) with David Hasselhoff. He has a picture of him shirtless from the back with a dog. That the dog (laughs) is looking at the his butt, and the caption is "You looking at my bum." He has like a Valentine's Day post for Sophie Turner where she doesn't look pregnant.
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) Barcelona cup of Joe episode is me spending time with my biggest fans and it's like him on bikes (laughs) with his brother like the keep us weird stuff you can't tell me that he is not looking for a pregnancy (laughs) well okay so
0: maybe the angle maybe the most simple answer is that the news leaked like celebrities interact with a lot of different people who have a lot of reasons to just share the news so maybe it just leaked and they will announce it more loudly in a way that Makes sense to you later.
1: Maybe there's a music video coming.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'll be their Beyonce moment.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Um, speaking of, uh, I don't even know how to segue this. Um, <laughs> Rick Moranis, who has been like in hiding. Speak. Speaking of a reclusive figure oh, right, who doesn't right, right. want the yeah, yeah. limelight. Here it. we go. There's the segue. <laughs> Rick Moranis famous for ghostbusters honey i shrunk the kids um what other movies has he been in lots of stuff but like all in the 90s like 80s 90s has been on an acting hiatus since 1997 um i was looking this up because i was like yeah what happened to him i had honestly thought that maybe he had died but he had not he just his his wife had passed away and so he had spent he had decided to stop acting so that he could spend time raising his kids which is very admirable but it was just announced i mean at this point his kids have to be like my age or you know like Mm -hmm. they're out of college so it was just announced that they're doing a reboot of honey i shrunk the kids called shrunk that he is starring in along with josh gad and josh gad is like playing his son i loved the honey (laughs) <laughs> i shrunk the kids like who franchise. in
0: the universe is surprised by that little tidbit
1: <laughs> what that i like That's, those movies yeah nobody very
0: on brand for you
1: <laughs> well and so here's the funniest thing i was looking this up this morning like what movies like what was the last rick moranis movie that he had and oh, no. i was looking through his movie list and honey we shrunk ourselves which is honestly i think like the be, like my favorite of the trilogy and and these are not movies that I saw in theaters. These are all movies that like we rented from our video rental store. Honey, we shrunk mm-hmm. ourselves was a straight to v h s release. <laughs> I was like, what this this treasure of a movie didn't even get released in theaters what is this world i live in it's so much better than honey i shrunk the kids and and a lot better than honey we blew up the kids so no no, no. this is just sad what you don't like honey we shrunk ourselves where the adults shrink and it's like the kids are all having a party and at one point they all end up swimming in the french like (laughs) onion dip and they're trying to like not get it grabbed when the kids are eating chips oh my so gosh so,
0: iconic iconic <laughs> yeah no i think my childhood like go-to bad um like this franchise was
1: it's a great
0: franchise. was the, the the three ninjas was that what it was called like sort what? of like the karate kid poor what man's karate ninjas? kid yeah it was like about three siblings who were trained by their grandpa to be ninjas And at one point, there's a movie where they go to an amusement park and have to stop like a, like a robbery.
1: There is is a movie called Three Ninjas.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's what I grew up on. I think you, you should rewatch it because I think you would, you'd be able to like click right into that psyche of like a, of a kid, a millennial kid, just trying to find something entertaining to watch. There's a lot of bad haircuts, some overacting by these kid actors. It's good stuff.
1: But you said it was a franchise. Oh, my gosh. Successful sequels, or three less successful three sequels. Yeah, yeah. Three Ninjas <laughs> Kick Back, Three Ninjas Knuckle Up, and Three Ninjas, colon, High Noon, and Mega yes, Mountain. Yes, that's wow. the one.
0: That movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We would re- rent that one all the time. It has um that Hulk Oh, my Hogan. gosh. Hulk Hogan yeah. is in it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my word. And you completely... Honey, we shrunk ourselves. That is like a, or, or, and Honey, I shrunk, because that's a legitimate franchise. You know what I mean? Like, they're rebooting. <laughs> you said it was no one to H-S. H-S. Well, yes, it was, but I'm still <laughs> saying that the original was like legit Three Ninjas, High Noon, and Mega Mountain. This is not getting a reboot. I have never heard of this.
0: Yeah, well, you missed out on quite the film, quite the experience. I think you'd appreciate it.
1: Oh my word! Um, okay, that's that's. All. Do you have any other news stories? No, or should that's we go a to good one to end it? on. Yeah. Okay,
0: what's your what's your choice this week? So as we
1: as I have been saying for several weeks now, I've been looking forward to the movie Fantasy Island, oh, which I yes, saw this yes. week in theaters. And guys, guess what? It was horrifically bad it has a nine percent on rotten tomatoes it was just like a jumbled garbled Ouch. mess of a movie and and it
0: was long wasn't it yes i saw oh somewhere gosh. that it was like two it was and a half so hours long. long
1: i'm not sure if it was two and a half hours but it felt like it was two and a half hours so <laughs> this is the like it's a lucy hale movie bless her heart yeah she's trying really hard also she's this is a whole side note but so
0: <laughs> we all know i TV watch either. riverdale
1: Which is great and just like a totally wild, (laughs) crazy show. This, like, past week, they are well, there's a new series that's also on the CW called Katie Keene that's like a Riverdale spinoff. Josie from the original Riverdale series is now on Katie Keene. And I guess it's kind of like, and Lucy Hale is the main character. And it's about these people like living in New York. It's weird though, because so it's a spinoff. And they did, like, a crossover episode to kind of launch it where Veronica goes to New York and meets Katie Keene. Or, well, I think they're friends from before <laughs> or whatever. But the, supposedly the Katie Keane series is set five years in the future from the Riverdale series. So I'm sort of like, how is that going to work, like, crossover-wise? You know what I mean? Like, because they're not going to really catch up, you know? It's strange. And then also the Sabrina the Teenage Witch is supposedly connected to Riverdale, but that's on Netflix, so they haven't really done any crossover stuff. So I don't know. I'm just like confused (laughs) and trying to figure out if I need to watch Katie Keene or not, like how much crossover is there going to (laughs) be.
0: And
1: so I haven't started it yet, but I'm like, I'm waiting. So if there's any listeners who are watching it, could you tell me, like, if it's good, if it's bad? Is it something I need to spend my time on? Because Riverdale this season is honestly so good. Last season was, like, a little (laughs) hit and miss. This season is, like, fantastic. Loving it. Anyways, back to Fantasy Island. Lucy Hale, who plays Katie Keene, is with this group of people who is taken to Fantasy Island where... They experience one of their, like, a fantasy that they have. They each get to choose one fantasy and live that out. And then, you know, of course, all of the fantasies go wrong and it ends up being a horror movie. What's confusing, though, is that, like, all of their fantasies are different types of things. So, like, Lucy Hale wants to get revenge on a childhood bully. So the bully is there and, surprise, like, we're going to kill her or whatever.
0: But my question is, what did she think her fantasy would be if that's her fantasy? You know what I mean? Well, I think... That's the least surprising twist. Yes. Oh, you're going to kill her.
1: So it's very... Yeah. This movie is confusing. So they think... (laughs) So she thinks that it's just going to be like holograms or whatever. So she's going to like get to okay. watch her her childhood bully like get tortured, <laughs> but it's not going to be real. So there's so she, that's see. her what she wants. There's these two brothers who just want to party, so they like go to this big wild raucous party, which like okay that makes sense too. Then one of <laughs> these them people like need to dream a little bigger. <laughs> well, okay. So but then Maggie Q is in this, and her. Like, what she wants is to go back in time and say yes to this man who proposed to her that she turned down, like, mm. 10 years prior. Okay, okay. Which happens. So, it's like she walks through these, these doors in the hotel. It takes her back to this restaurant where this man proposed to her. He is acting like it's that same day even though it's obviously on this weird island. Then we like cut to the next morning. She wakes up in bed. She she has married this guy and they have like a six-year-old daughter, but it's on this <laughs> island. So there's a lot of weird time-traveling shenanigans. <laughs> you think that everybody's there for separate reasons and then it turns out, oh no, actually they're all part of a different fantasy that's somehow mm. connected. And then there's also like, a big twist at the end about who the bad guy is. You think it's one person, then it turns out, spoiler alert, it's somebody else. But also, no one really dies. or And some of the people who do <laughs> die, like, can keep coming back to life if they're part of somebody else's fantasy. It's just so confusing. It's honestly like those weird time travel episodes of Lost if it was, like, five times more convoluted. And then it's long and just not interesting. Obviously, the acting's bad if your lead is Lucy Hale. It's just... <laughs> It was just so not what I wanted and not fun or interesting and honestly wasn't even good horror. There's like one zombie guy who is the guy who's supposedly like torturing the childhood bully who for some reason has like his mouth stapled shut and then like (laughs) is running around the island with like surgical instruments. But aside from him, there's not really that many horror elements to it they there's a like a mystical cave that has a well in it that has this weird stone and that's kind of what's controlling the island but it looks like the set of legends (laughs) of the hidden temple like that's the level of realness of this cave (sighs) it's just so bad and so low budget but here's the thing it made (laughs) the money like it it already earned back the money it made because it only the budget was only seven million dollars which is obvious because the sets are so bad but like yeah it's <laughs> so it's it crazy. made
0: seven million dollars whoa it made over a seven victory. million dollars so we
1: could get a fantasy island too <laughs> they set it up for a sequel
0: oh man wow yeah i wasn't i was watching that rotten Tomatoes score just plummet and i thought i can't wait for matt to talk about this <laughs> but you hated it so i'm proud yep. of you thank you yeah um i had a sort of hate it sort of like it um to all the boys i've loved had its sequel p.s i still love you and this is the netflix is that product placement
1: for our podcast
0: Yes, exactly. I worked with them. I was like, guys, this will be a great crossover event. They'll be posting about us in just a few minutes when this episode goes live. Totally. But this is the YA series um, turned Netflix rom-com to all the boys I've loved, which was when the internet decided Noah sent tinio was like the internet's boyfriend everyone loved him there's a lot of think pieces on if this was a cute movie if it was a toxic yeah (laughs) but anyways this is the sequel it features a love triangle where another one of the letters she wrote to her five crushes over her life from the first movie finds her and is like hey i still have a crush on you Anyways, um, his name's John Ambrose. He's very handsome, very talented, very well suited for our nerdy Laura Jean main character who's struggling with her relationship with Peter Kavinsky, her boyfriend from the first one, because he's a pretty, you know, dumb jock who continues to mess up this relationship. The whole tension of the first one was that he had this on again off again relationship with this girl jen and laura jean was always very uncomfortable with their continued friendship and so in this movie that's heightened because he keeps lying to her a little bit and being like oh so wait, yeah who
1: does she end up with
0: well i'm getting to it okay i have to okay. walk you through the tension of the film <laughs> okay. Okay. because the problem is um she ends up Feeling very attracted to John Ambrose, who makes a lot more sense. And in the book, he's kind of more of a dick. Yeah, Yeah, he's very cute in this movie. I was team John Ambrose, Um, which is surprising because in the book, he's actually kind of a a douche canoe who is just like sort of like, oh, you," you know, just like projecting that manic pixie dream girl. Uh, on to Laura Jean. So in the movie, he's much more likable, much more cool, much more suave. And Peter Kavinsky. I don't know what happened to Noah Centineo, but he's not as like. <laughs> it's just not vibing in the same he's way. He's got a I'm thick neck, it. and it's
1: creepy. <laughs> it's thicker than his head. I was never understood no. why people thought he was attractive.
0: It's so mean. His but neck anyways, is wider than
1: his head. Look it up, people. That's true.
0: Laura Jean makes the good, logical decision to break up with Peter, but then by the end, he does the bare minimum to impress her by showing up in the snow and being like, you told me once a long time ago that you don't like driving in the snow, so I came to get you, and she finds this to be so endearing that she takes him back, and it's like they're the end game again. My issue with how this movie presents the love triangle is that Peter Kavinsky is a bad boyfriend. He continues to hang out with his ex, even though his current girlfriend, Laura Jean, says, like, I really don't like that you're so close with your ex. Can you respect me? He writes her a poem and pretends it's his own, but it's actually, like, an Edgar Allan Poe poem. What? And so he (laughs) lies about that. (laughs) And then the kicker is his ex, this toxic source the source of tension in their relationship in the first film is the cause of some revenge almost porn being put out in the world where it looks like they're having sex in a hot tub and and anyways Laura Jean is scarred by this and is like I know Jen is the one who did this and Peter's like no 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 you don't know that you don't know that basically gaslighting her because it comes out that he does know that but he wants to protect Jen his ex and so he just pretends it. you can't confirm that it was her so let's all move on bad behavior ladies like choose but the john ambrose in your does life
1: pick him at the end
0: she yes she does oh she picks gosh. peter kavinsky which is just a sad testament to <sighs> how bad 16 year olds are at figuring out life choices so realistic in some ways but disappointing. The real question others. Is where
1: on your ranking so far has this landed
0: well to be fair i have not seen any great films yeah yeah, i I haven't even seen 10 movies yet it might be you know it was still like cute because john ambrose was very cute like i was if john ambrose had won in the end this would have been top for sure but we'll have to see how it plays out
1: i probably won't go watch it but you know whatever (laughs) um We'll be back on Thursday with an episode covering Sonic the Hedgehog. A movie that has been getting a lot of attention for a long time. Will it be bad? Will it be good? (laughs) Who's to say? Um, And then also, again, send in your questions for the mailbag episode that we are doing next week. We'll see you guys on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Bye.